Daz Richards on Brooklyn's Radio. And in just a moment or two, I'll be talking to Lance Ellington. So, Lance, uh, welcome along to Brooklyn's Radio today. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, we're going to be talking, of course, about your new album, which is called Happy. And I love the version of Happy that you've done, by the way. Thank you. Uh, we're certainly going to be playing some of the tracks from the album as well, which I think is amazing. We've been playing it a lot on this program, actually, for the last few weeks. Uh, but if we may, let's start by, by talking about your childhood. Um, and really, how did it start for you? Because I know you came from a showbiz family. Um, tell us about mum and dad. And life wasn't always easy, though. No, um, really, when I start, as you say, my dad uh, and my mum were both in the business, actually. Um, and my mum was one of the first um, presenters of Blue Peter. She was, um, I remember, yeah, actually. Yeah. I do remember. Uh, and my, uh, my dad, um, Ray Ellington, um, obviously, he, w- he was doing the goon shows and traveling around the country. So my, my dad was away an awful lot when I was a kid. Um, so it was really sort of, it was quite hard growing up without seeing my dad a lot of the time. And, um, but when I did see him, it was fantastic. And he would come back and, and he would plant walnut whips in the garden and tell me there was a walnut whip tree. So I grew up being a huge fan of walnut whips for sure. And, uh, but it was, it was, you know, it was life on the road as a, as a, as a musician then for my dad. And, uh, uh, I didn't really get to travel with, with him then. Cause did I you get stuck. to meet the characters, though? Did you get me like like um, Peter Sellers and uh, I Spike did. Milligan? I did. That was the, the real fun times, was when my dad would rehearse some of the goon shows sometimes at home, and um, Peter Sellers would be there, Spike Milligan, and um, Harry Seacombe, who I probably saw more more than, than any of them. Oh, and whereabouts did you grow up? I grew up in um, in in Grass Park, which is in Hendon and in Hemel Hempstead. So between the sort of two of those areas, really, I spent most of my childhood. And you're talking about mum being the um, a presenter, second female presenter on Blue Peter. Yeah. And she had other parts, though, didn't she, in, in television yes, programmes? Yes, she did. She um, had parts in uh, The Saint, Danger Man, uh, and she was in Crossroads for a while. So I'm sure a lot of people out there may, may remember. I think oh, we do. Dr. Oh, we do. Hilary Maddox, I believe. I think was her name in the, in the show, yeah. And she was in, I think, I, I was looking back at uh, pictures of your mum. I actually remember the episode of The Saint that she was in. Uh, do you? Which, really? I do, indeed. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later yes. because my, my dad was on the other side, but he was on the sound side of the business for ATV. So oh, I was right. actually thinking that your father and my dad would have probably crossed paths I'm sure. on many occasions. Yes. Uh, yeah. Either that or at um, later on, maybe if he played at... Um, at the Palladium, because uh, my father, similarly, was always out on a Sunday with Bruce Forsyth, Sunday night at the Palladium, uh, doing yes. that, but we'll talk about that. Um, and do you feel it was always inevitable that you'd follow in your dad's footsteps? Um, I suppose I did, really. I, um, I, you know, I was very intrigued um, by what went, you know, with the music business. And uh, obviously, I was very lucky in a way that I got to grow up with um, great, listening to great song stylists and listening to music all the time in the house, you know. And uh, so I suppose growing up with that, it was either something I was going to really embrace or I would absolutely decide I don't want, to, I don't want anything to do with it. So, but I, I really did embrace it. And, and music was such a huge part of my growing up, of my life. So this was not just singing, but playing instruments as well? 
Um, for for myself or yes, my father? For, for both, actually. Oh, well, I know for your um, father. Yes, <laughs> for, yes, for my dad. He was obviously, he started when he was, I think, 17 with the Harry Roy band um, playing drums. And uh, so he loved drums and uh, he played um, bongos as well in his, his cabaret show, which was a big, big part for him. Um, but yeah, I played trombone. Um, so what age did you start trombone? I started trombone when I was about... Um, 12 or 13 um when i i went to boarding school king and mill school in uh, near oxford um and uh i threw myself into music there really because I, I didn't really particularly enjoy being at boarding school and being away um so i found my interests which were music and uh, threw myself into that so i played in the orchestra at school and was in the choir so i really immersed myself into that very good. Uh, we've got some questions that are coming for you, which I'm going to read out for you later. Uh, some of them Great. revolve around your period of time in Strictly, so we'll be picking up Fantastic. on that one as well. Of course, we're going to jump around because you've got this new album out, yep. uh, which you recorded in Abbey Road Studios, which must have been absolutely fantastic there. It was incredible. Um, it was so exciting. When they decided and told me that they were going to be doing the, the main part of the recording at Abbey Road Studios, I was very excited because, you, you know, you never know at the time which way it's going to go. Is it going to be done? You know, so they decided to do it live with the, you know, orchestra there at the time, full band. And uh, in the Beatles studio, you know, what what's not to absolutely love about that? <laughs> it doesn't you get know? better than that, does it, it doesn't, really? <laughs> you know, and I was like a little boy in a sweet shop, really. I was so excited about it. And, you know, absolutely thrilled to have an incredible array of musicians on there. You know, guys that... Um, I've admired, and, and actually a lot of the guys from the Strictly, Strictly band as well. Um, so I was absolutely thrilled to, to get the chance to do it. Well, the finished product, the quality of the compositions are amazing. So congratulations to you. Uh, if Thank it's okay you. with you, we're going to start with what was, I think, the first single from it, which was Do Your yes, Salsa. Was. Uh, so let's play this one. Lance England, and uh, he is with the London Music... What are they called, the band? London, London Music Works. London Music yes. Works. Sure you got the moves to take me on tonight Are you brave enough to show your groove? Well, it's something that you said Like a bullet to the head So much more to life than living it in bed oh. So tell me, do you sound sad? To the wrong bar, baby, will you samba? And to the cha cha, tell me, will you tango? On the merengue, baby, do the mambo, a bossa nova. Love like Casanova. Rising, come on, feel the beat. I can feel you by my side. Heat is rising deep inside. Lines for living, come on, move those dancing feet. Dance with me all night long. Stay with me till the morning comes. So tell me, do you sound sad? Or do the wrong bar Baby, 
Mm-mm. Amazing track, Lance. Well done. Uh, beautiful you. track. I've sat through the whole of the Strictly season this time around thinking somebody's going to be dancing to that on one episode. Yes, I was hoping so, actually. That <laughs> I really thought really we could have picked nice. up. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's got everything in there for them, isn't it? Yeah. So it couldn't be better. <laughs> um, uh, talking of Strictly and television, of course, I believe you're on the opposite channel tonight. I am, actually. So yes. tell us about that. What's going on this evening? <laughs> well, I'm... Uh, doing celebrity chase this evening with the fabulous bradley walsh and uh, a wonderful team um so yes itv tonight because one of the questions was is lance going to let on with repeat the chase up i said no he's not even going to go there <laughs> no i'm not it. allowed <laughs> i'll bet you're not uh talking of television let's take you back uh to 1977 yeah. because that was a big break for you i think and uh, and a certain variety show on itv at the time my goodness that is a long time ago Are you sure that was me <laughs> <laughs> i've looked at the pictures and they're fine pictures as well lance but yes Thank it was you very you. much atv yes. talent series of yes course. that was um oh it was it, that was an incredible time for me um because that was my first sort of time of of really after gigging for a few years um of doing of course new faces which was the, one of the sort of forerunners really of of the talent shows that that, that happen now for sure it was a really big program at the time I, yes. can you remember who, who were the judges when you were on um i do it was i i think well i was on two or three times so um i think we had mickey most i think tony hatch was on um, and you, he was, you always dreaded Tony Hatch because I think they called him the hatchet man at the time <laughs> because he was so, you know, quite intimidating and he really said it the way, the way it is, you know. Um, he was fantastic. Um, yes, yeah, so we had over the period of time Jack Parnell at one, on one of the uh, panels we had. So, uh, who was amazing as well. What uh, a, amazing. What a, yeah. what a, yeah, brilliant guy, conductor. Yeah. Um, so how did it come about that you got onto the program, by the way? Well, we got to put put together as Coffee and Cream right. with um, by Chrissy Lee, who's an amazing drummer. Um, still gigs around now. It's, um, she had a great band. Came from a band called the Ivy Benson Band, um, which was, in fact, I think an all female band back then. And um, she she was an incredible drummer. She had her own band. Um, it was when the sort of Mecca circuits was going. So there were lots of you know, very exciting times because it was live music everywhere you went, uh, live bands. And she had a band together and with Bet Hannah in it and uh, asked me if I would um, join the band. So I joined the band and then she put the two of us together as a duet. As a duet, yeah. Yeah, and then we went on to do New Faces. And, uh, and not only to go on New Faces, but you won, didn't you? We, uh, we did, yes, we were very lucky. We, uh, we went on to, to win the series. Who so. was in the same series? Anybody that became famous as well? Actually, not from that series, okay. but uh, over the years, obviously, a lot Lots of, people of people came, came out through. Of yeah, as yes. you said, it was a forerunner, wasn't it? In fact, that, I that think actually, I think Roger de Corsi may have been in one of the shows that we did. It might have been an all winners show. So um, yeah, there was. Uh, it was very exciting. I, I worked with Roger de Corsi at the Lakeside Country Club on a very drunken New Year's <laughs> Eve. I won't go into the details, but I think I was more beside than the bear. Oh, really? The, <laughs> yeah. I That's think, not easy. It's not easy at all. Uh, did you enjoy success as a duet, though, after with Coffee and Cream? Yes, we did. We had um, a fantastic three or four years, really, of, of, of travelling the world, which was quite an incredible way. Music has a, a wonderful way of taking you to places that you would not necessarily have gone to. So we were very lucky. We had, we did, we worked solidly pretty much 52 weeks of the year um, for three or four years, solidly traveling around the world. So it was an incredible time. And how did you progress from that? I, I, by the way, I think you were touring with 
Johnny Mathis at the time as well. Yes, we did. We we uh, we did a tour with Johnny Mathis, which was amazing. And uh, I hope that uh, I learned quite a lot from him because he was an incredible man and uh, gave a lot of support and help to me. Um, and I would sit. We would do our show. We would open the show with him, um, and then I would sit in the wings and w- just watch him and and try and learn from from the master. Because he's such an incredible singer, Johnny Mathis. Brilliant singer. Absolutely yeah. brilliant singer. And during that period, is that when you had your first appearance on the Royal Variety Show? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. So. Right. Exactly during that period of time. So which year would that have been? Can you remember? I think it was probably um, <laughs> 1978. I should give you a clue. I was asking you these <laughs> difficult questions. And who else was on the show with you that year? Um, on the Royal Variety? Yeah. Can't remember, or can you? It's a I long think time ago. actually Johnny Ray was on okay um i remember johnny ray being on the show i don't remember actually who else was on there um but yeah johnny ray definitely was on there and he was such a huge uh, artist back you know in the 50s and 60s so it was quite exciting to be on and um we had the 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 queen mother was was uh was there that night so i got to meet her as well fabulous brilliant yeah it was very exciting your career then, when did it become, because you, you blossomed as an all-round mus- musician, obviously, but you've, you've been behind the scenes so much, haven't you? So, so is that something that you chose to do, that you decided to do, rather than be out front? Well, not, not really. It just sort of happened. I mean, I had lots of friends within the business that were in, that did session work. Um, and sort of, because I, I was a singer there, I got asked to do session work. And really, I, it became such a busy time for me. And, and I feel sort of very blessed that I got to, to do lots and lots of it. So it just sort of took over, really, more so. And I think, for, for me at the time, if you're going to be a solo act, you really have to focus on that and, and nothing else. I think it's really important, you know, as an artist. Yeah. Because... If you have lots of other stuff going on, it's very hard, to, I find, personally, to, to focus, you know, like that. So I became very busy doing session work. And um, it was an, a, another incredible time for me, really, because I got to work, apart from doing those really annoying TV ads. That, In fact, you that, must, that, which ads <laughs> have you done? I didn't look up your ads. Lines. Which ads well, are, um, which are, did, are you most proud years, of? I, for many years, I did Gillette ad. And that was on an awful lot, the best a man can get. So I, I did that for quite a few years. Um, and, oh, well, over the years, I've pretty much done most products, really, over the years. I think I did one for a Carling. Nothing wrong with a, that. I, I worked for, the, uh, for McCann Erickson, which was one of the biggest. I did, uh, for yes. 40 years. Yes, so. well, I, yeah, I did lots <laughs> for McCann Erickson. So, uh, Good stuff. But I loved it because you never knew from one day to the next really what you were going to have to do or what you're going to have to sound like and i you know i did everything from sound alikes to to you know coming up with a voice for a the banana milkshake you know so it was great <laughs> it was really sort of fun times but let's talk about some of the um the, the a-listers that you've you know you've done vocal yeah. backing sessions for yeah. i mean it's just an, a never-ending list michael jackson to start with yes so what uh, was it like working with michael it was uh it was very intimidating, really, because they, they don't come much bigger as an artist than For Michael sure. Jackson. And uh, I'd always, always been such a huge fan of his, his music and obviously Quincy Jones, and um, who, incidentally, I was very lucky that I got to work with um, years later, Quincy Jones, at the Albert Hall. I did a, a show with Michael Caine there doing uh, singing um, the theme from... What's the film? 
my goodness. Which my, uh, Michael Caine film? The Michael Caine film. Uh, Italian job. Italian job. And uh, I movie. got to sing <clears throat> the, the Matt Monroe song from that on days like these. Oh, brilliant. And uh, it was such an incredible night. And I just kept turning around, go, looking, going, that's Quincy Jones conducting the orchestra. You know, so that was an amazing I time. love the uh, Quincy Jones Frank Sinatra album that came out years ago. Oh, which amazing. was an amazing, amazing album. Beautiful work. album. Beautiful amazing album. But uh, so which tracks yeah. were you on with Michael? Which Well, you... actually, the album has never been released. Oh, interesting. Um, and I keep expecting at some point someone is going to release those tracks. It was, um, I think Michael had gone to live in um, Bahrain. Uh, and he was living, I think, with the Crown Prince there at, at some point. And um, it was a project that was done by the Crown Prince. And um, they came over and did it over here. And I got to work on it on two separate occasions and met Michael and uh, all his family, brought his children over and everything. Um, and it was those it was big epic songs, you know, um, that Michael's sort of known for. So it's so exciting. And there was about 11 or 12 of us as, you know, working on it together, singing, wow. singing stuff. So hopefully one day, um, it'll be found. It'll will come get, out. It'll you watch. come out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you work with George Michael. Yes, I have. So what was that for? Um, I worked with George Michael on the, um, on the MTV awards on TV show and, uh, and did a couple of songs with him on that, which was great. And, which, uh, also I can take that. Yes. Have you done work, quite a bit of work with Gary Barlow? Yes, I did. I toured with Gary, actually, for a while. We went to, um, did some dates in America, and um, I sung um, backing vocals on Open Road, which is, uh, was quite a big album for him. And, of course, the amazing Tina Turner. Yes, Tina. That was, very, that was a great session. Um, I, I sung with a, a wonderful singer as well called Tessa Niles, who is an, a, an incredible singer, um, also does a lot of backing vocals and session work. And uh, we, Tina was there in the studio, and we actually got to sing with her in the studio. And um, actually, a funny story, we came back from a lunch break, and I was in the, in the booth singing, waiting for the session to start. And Tina, I could hear Tina walked in the control room and went, who's that singing? And uh, they went, she went, tell him to stop. He sounds like Ike. Oh, really? Yes. So <laughs> I was like, whoops, you, I'm going to stop singing right now. Men have died for um, this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, but it was great because you get, when you actually get to meet them as well, it's, it's such a special time. And, and then to be recording and be on those pieces of work for, for years to come, you know. For sure. No, for yeah. sure. Who's been the, the, the celebrity that you've really enjoyed working with the most before we play your next track? Let's put you on the spot. You're yes, it everybody has. now, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Um, I think, well, actually working with Sting was, was incredible. Um, but working with Tina Turner and, and Michael Jackson, I mean, they are really, for, for me, been, been, you know, as good as it gets. Amazing stuff. Let's get back to your album. The album is called Happy. The track that I picked next is yes. Feeling Good because I love the arrangement on it. What made you choose this one? Thank you. Well, when we went through the list of songs to do, these um, Feeling Good especially is one of my favourite songs. And uh, Evan Jolly, who uh, did all the arrangements on this album, is is absolutely sensational, and uh, he did such a such a great great arrangement on this. So uh, yeah, it's one of my favourite songs. Played it on Wednesday's program, by the way. I had two emails in that followed immediately after the track, both saying should be part of a Bond movie. Oh, you're fantastic! Yeah, okay. feeling Thank good, you. Lance Ellington. Flying high, you know how I feel. 
Sun in the sky You know how I feel Breeze drifting on by You know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life Oh And I'm feeling good Fish in the sea You know how I feel Rivers running free You know how I feel Blossom on the tree You know how I feel It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, and I'm feeling good. Dragonfly mm. out in the sun, you know what I mean, don't you know? Butterflies all having fun You know what I mean Sleep in peace when day is done That's what I mean And this whole world is a new world And a whole world for me It's a new day, it's a new life for me And I'm feeling
see why they say it could be a bomb movie because it's just got that feel about it hasn't it oh it really has it really has well if barbara broccoli is listening <laughs> for a small i'd be fee. more than happy <laughs> <laughs> you'll be <laughs> good uh, so we're talking about uh, some of the artists that uh, you've done the vocal backing sessions for but i think yeah. you're also a writer as well aren't you i have written over the years yes it's a process i really enjoy actually and uh, over the years, I've uh, done some sort of pop stuff, which I've, I've written some stuff for Steps, which, is, uh, which was an exciting time again, because you never know at the time when you start writing for an act. Or, and I was in really from the, the, the beginning of, of when Steps got together and working with the writers, because I'd done lots of work over the years at PWL, you know, with Pete Waterman and Mike Stock. And oh, had Matt you? Aiken. Okay, right. I'd done lots of backing vocals over the years for them. And uh, two of their writers, um, Topham and Twig, uh, asked me if I would do some writing sessions with them, that they were working um, with this new act called Steps. Um, so we, we got together and I spent quite a few nights, you know, at the studio, working through the night with them, coming up with songs that had a sort of ABBA vibe about them, you know, because that was the idea, was to make them very pop, you know, and very... Uh, and then we came up with... Um, I wrote a song called One for Sorrow with them uh, that became a big hit for Step. So uh, that was exciting. Congratulations. Time. And you've yes. written for Westlife as well? I have, yes. I've done some stuff over the years for Westlife. Um, pretty much the, in their early sort of days of, 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 uh, of recording. So, um, yeah. So. so your musical taste must be quite diverse, really. It has to be. It <laughs> has to be. But actually, I, that's something I love about music is is to be, you know, to do lots of different genres and, and different things, because I think music is about that. I think so with all the people be. that you've played with and all the, the stuff that you've listened to and you've written yourself, though, I've got to ask, what do you and Zoe listen to when you're at home? <laughs> um, we listen to a bit of country music as well, which, which I absolutely love. A bit of country. So it's, There's it's, a surprise. <laughs> That's a real surprise, actually, although I was looking online and you had recorded yeah. one country song. Yes, we did. You in, your, in your cowboy yes. boots. Yes, we did. Look in the park. <laughs> It's not everyone has a pair of cowboy boots and the steps and in their wardrobe, but we do actually because we we we're part of a group as well we, that we do concerts with um sort of symphony orchestras doing right. country show country symphonic, which is fantastic because you get to hear all of those great sort of country classic songs but with full, full orchestra. So. And actually, we ought to mention that tonight you were saying off air that you're out tonight, but you're going as a guest. I am he's... going as a guest. Actually, my other half, Zoe Nicholas, is singing with um, the SAS band, which is Spike Edney, who plays keyboards with Queen. It's his, the Spike All-Stars band at G-Live tonight. Great. And there Madeline Bell singing. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Chris Thompson. Wow. Um, and there's a special guest tonight that I'm not allowed to mention. Um, but, you can um, tell us. <laughs> We're all friends. That's no, fine. I, I think Tony Hadley might be there tonight. 
so amazing um, so yeah there's quite a few they have great singers with the band and people keep uh, tom robinson singing tonight as well so so tom robinson who did two four six yes yes very interesting and uh, it's a spikes christmas party it's wow SS christmas party oh that'll tonight. be great and so you're actually going to be sitting in a seat not jumping <laughs> up on stage there's and no singing. seats they've taken all the seats out <laughs> and i'm going to be standing at the back but yes uh, i bet that'll be a great night it'll be a great night yes looking forward to that and i was reading also because you've done quite a few tv appearances and film work as well and you actually appeared as your father yes i did yes i, I got asked to uh, to portray my dad in a film um, the life and death of peter sellers and uh, jeffrey rush who played peter sellers was absolutely brilliant he he, he really embodied peter sellers and uh, i got to sing um in the film as well apart from playing my dad i got to sing to charlie's theron um over about two or three wow. days Yes, you know, it was... Uh, Can't be bad. No, it was all right. It was I mean, it's nice. a big movie. It I mean, was, that, yes, it was... Golden Globe Award winner. It was, it was, it did really well, and uh, it was fantastic. And to work with Jeffrey Rush and Charlize Theron was, was absolutely incredible. And so, to play your father, I mean, that must have just been... That was very strange, because I, I sort of, you know, they dressed me very much in the, the, the sort of time of the goon shows and everything so i had tweed jackets on and i had a mustache like my dad and it was very weird you know but jeffrey rush was asking me all the stories about the goons peter sellers and spike milligan so it was really nice i'm to sure sit, they learned a lot sit actually. down with him yeah, and, and to be able to tell him you know uh, now we haven't talked about your time on strictly oh uh, yeah uh, so when did you start as one of the their main vocalists my goodness uh, 16 years ago wow um i was i came in on strictly really on series Three. They did two series the first year it started, and then I came in on series three, which was the second year of the show, and um, which is now sixteen years ago, sixteen or seventeen years ago. Um, I mean, I'm always amazed at how the musicians can just adapt, and the singers can adapt from from they're so versatile, can do anything, play anything. You really have to cover every genre of music on that show, and really as a singer. For me, that that is something that is I really look forward to doing. It really does sort of stretch you and take you out of your comfort zone. And how many years did you do Strictly for? Um, well, sixteen years. Sixteen. Actually. Yeah. Wow, it's a long time. Sixteen years. Um, Helen Cole had written in saying, "Of all the tracks that you've sung on Strictly, which one stands out for you the most?" <laughs> well, it's got to be for me. It's got to be Gangnam Style. It's got to be probably, it's one of those songs. I've sung some incredible songs on that show. I mean, I, the theme from Romeo and Juliet, um, the actual a Josh Groban version of that song that I got to sing in Italian on. The, and that was, it's such a beautiful song. And I love doing that. But really the standout moments has got to be um, either singing Reach for the Stars while Russell Grant was shot out of a cannon in, in the middle of Wembley Arena when we did a Wembley show. Um, or um, Gangnam Style for Ed Balls, which was, has become one of the Strictly uh, moments. It's a know. classic, to <laughs> say the least. To say the least. No, brilliant. Have you followed this year's series? Yes, or? I have. I've been it's watching. A, it's a very good series this year. It's, it's Any predictions series. as to who might win? I think I'm probably in the, the same sort of area as, as most other people, and I've got, I think it's got to either be Rose or um, John and Johannes. Do you think so? I what, think what about so. AJ? Oh, I think AJ's great. I think they're the top three. I think, I think AJ's great. Yeah, they should we'll be. The, they'd probably be in the finals, I would imagine. Yes. And uh, another question came in from Leanne, and she was asking, how do you keep your vocals in tune? How do you stay in tune? Well, I, I have to be um, very disciplined, and I try to be disciplined. Um, 
I don't, um, I make sure that I rest my voice as much as I can before a, a performance. It's very hard on a Strictly day because you're sort of singing for uh, 14, 15 hours. Sometimes you'd start like eight o'clock on a Saturday morning uh, and you've got to still be fresh when the show goes out live in the evening. Um, so it's, it, you really got to rest your voice when you can. Hydrate your voice, which is more important than anything, is to drink lots of liquid, preferably water, not alcohol, <laughs> um, and really keep your voice hydrated. Uh, and I don't sort of I don't drink alcohol or smoke, so um, those are the sort of things that, or eat chocolate or drink milk. Oh right, okay. Before, before you sing, because all of those create a lot of um, a lot of stuff that you don't want in your. How vocal. tense does it get on a Saturday night just before you go live? Pretty tense. I bet it does. Yes, you probably I mean, never get over that. It's probably you don't want to make any mistakes. There's been some interesting lyrics over the years sung. Uh, luckily, <laughs> none of us have sort of um, stopped halfway through a performance. Actually, Bruce did stop me singing once during "Hot, Hot, Hot" when uh, there was a bit of tangling of microphones going on. Mark Ramprakash and Karen Hart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he had to stop. And I was in the middle of singing "Hot, Hot, Hot," and uh, Bruce came on the floor and stopped it. Uh, amazing man, Bruce. Bruce is is so missed, uh, such an incredible, the consummate um, entertainer, isn't he? Absolutely, totally. and totally. Uh, and I got to I got, actually got to sing one of my dad's songs with Bruce on Strictly oh, on wow. the Sunday show. Uh, I got that to sing the Three Bears, which was must have been a huge a, moment. It was a huge <laughs> moment for me. You clearly buddies with the likes of Anton Dubeck and, yes. and um, do you have close bonding with all of the other dancers and, and, and singers and judges? Very much so. Yeah. And more, more so with Anton and the lovely Erin Bogue because I, I tour with them every year, which is uh, something I really look forward to. So, um, but um, probably, you know, I'm probably closest with uh, Anton. And talking to touring before we play the next track, you've got a gig coming up next weekend. I have next weekend. Um, I have a gig coming up at Ronnie Scott's. Um, on on Sunday lunchtime. So this is just you and the and, and my band, and which band. is a sort of eight piece band. Eight piece band, brilliant. Yeah. Um, so that'll be nice. We're just doing a a sort of brunch lunchtime type of show, one o'clock, and uh, yeah. And then I'm looking forward to the nineteenth, um, doing a an evening where there's some fabulous Strictly pros on. Um, so who's with you that night? Giovanni, and um, I think. Um, Luba's going to be doing it, and um, Rose, I'm hoping, is, is oh, going fabulous. to be there that evening. Oh, how so good. I'm doing an evening, just doing a few songs that night for them to do, do some dancing to, and it should be a great night. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, now, you recorded uh, Farrell Williams' Happy, done a version of that, yes. which I just find amazing again. Has this been released as a single yet, or do you plans to release this? Or? It has, actually. This is, this, this is um, just coming out, yes. So it's a, I love the arrangement. Me too. Happy by Lance Ellington. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Sunshine, she's here, you can take a break. I'm a hot air balloon that can go to space. With the air like I don't care, baby, by the way. Cause I'm half along if you feel like a room without a room Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth Clap along if you know what happiness is to you Clap along if you feel like that's what you wanna do 
Here come bad news talking this and that. Give me all you got, don't hold it back. Well, I should probably warn you, I'll be just fine. Oh, no offense to you, don't waste your time. Because I'm along if you feel like a room without a room. If you feel like happiness is the truth Clap along if you know what happiness is to you Clap along if you feel that that's what you want to do Bring me down, can't love it Bring me down Bring me down, can't love it Bring me down Bring me down, can't love I bring me down, your love is too high, bring me down, can't nothing, I bring me down, let me tell you now, bring me down, can't nothing, bring me down, your love is too high, bring me down, can't nothing. Sit down, clap along if you feel like a room without a room. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Clap along if you know what 
Happiness is to you. Clap along if you feel that's what you want to do. Amazing. <laughs> Love that, Lance. Uh, singing live in the studio as well. Couldn't be better, could it, really? Uh, you were saying, just said, actually, that uh, sometimes it's hard to remember the tracks because you do them and then you move on to other stuff. So I'm sure that's the case. Exactly. So I'm, I'm trying to relearn this one at the moment, actually, for my gig next Sunday. So, uh, yeah, retaining lyrics, it's a real bugbear of mine. <laughs> How do you, do you, do you take a, a, an iPad with you or anything like that with lyrics on? How do you... No, I, well, I don't. Um, I try not to do that at gigs now, but um, occasionally, I suppose, if I'm going to, if I'm doing something that I've not had a chance to pre-learn, then I would use an i, you know, an iPad or something. Uh, by the um, way, getting some lovely comments in from people saying they're loving the interview. Oh, uh, Caroline, we've got uh, Hannah Travis would like to say hi to you, Susie Scott, hi. and uh, Claire Graham as well. Fantastic interview. She says loving listening to Lance this afternoon. Oh, thank you. So that's it's lovely nice. to be here. Thank you. Um, now we were talking about the album. When did you start to record the album? How long did it take? And tell us about the selection of tracks and how you got to the choice. Um, well, really, I mean, over quite over quite a few months, we started looking at ideas, and the the company that I did it for, Silver Screen, do a lot of um, film music, so they wanted to incorporate some songs as well on the album that were from from movies. Uh, one, Harry Met Sally, um, a couple of songs on there from from that movie, and uh, just to try and find songs that I love that I may have sung over the years and songs that would work really well with a big band, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was really a lovely process. And how long would it take to do a number from top to bottom, from you know, that moment of going to the studio to getting it to a, the place where you're going, you know, yeah, that's it? I'd... Yeah, I mean, it, it can be anything. I mean, sometimes you're very lucky and you get one take, you know, but uh, normally two or three takes of, of running the... Not many, though, is it really? Not too? really, no. And I mean, this was recorded over a couple of days, a whole album. So, you know, 13 songs or something. Is it 13 songs? I think it is. Uh, there um, is 13 <laughs> songs. You're absolutely right. Yes, I'm checking um, that for you now. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we did that over a couple of days. And then, of course, it, it there's a mixing time afterwards to get it all, you know, mixed and balanced. But uh, the actual. And do you process, play a big part in that process? Um, not so much in the mixing. And balance. I mean, if I hear something that I feel I would like to comment on, then I would. But um, between Evan Jolly and Rick Clark, who who produced it, um, you know, they are they amazing at their job. So you sort of leave it to them to get to make it sound the best it can. And what does um, next year look like for you at the moment? What are you up to? Well, um, I'm hoping it'll be uh, nice and busy. I'm looking forward to my tour, um, Showtime with Anton and Erin, which. Um, travels through the uk from january to march time and then i'm doing an audience with with anton actually doing four or five shows uh, one of them at the richmond theater um in may june time so um it's already looking quite quite busy for next year so i didn't look to see do you have your own website where people can go to to look at information about you how do they find out about gigs i um i do actually um lanceellington.net um which will be updated. I haven't updated it for a little while. so You've been busy. I, I've been busy, so it will, get, <laughs> will be updated. But, yeah, so um, you can look on there and find out. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping uh, it'll be nice because, it, obviously, the last couple of years was, has been tough for everybody. Absolutely. Um, and the entertainment business was um, pretty decimated. So 
I'm really excited to be back out and doing stuff and looking forward to 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 a, a good good year next year. And and lovely, you're a local lad. So you've been local for about what the last five six years. Yes, I have. Yes. So enjoying your time in Weybridge. I love it. Yeah, and I really here. absolutely love That's it. That's great. Yes. That's great. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Um, I wanted to end actually with your choice, your favourite track on the album, I think. Yes. And um, you were saying to me that, well, you tell me the reasons why you chose the track and, and tell us about the track. Um, the track is beautiful. I'm very much, uh, I love ballads and uh, enjoy singing them immensely. One of my favourite, favourite singers of all time is Matt Munro. Yeah. And uh, this next song that you're going to play is a song that I've listened to for many years, never recorded till this, till this album. So this is the, was the first time of me recording it. And actually I found it quite, quite a process to record it because it's quite a moving song. And, um, but I loved it. I loved singing it and, uh, I loved the arrangement of it. So we were saying that because Matt Monroe really didn't get the credit that he deserved. I mean, he was a big star, sure, but that I, I think the battle, well, my father would always tell me Frank Sinatra yeah. seemed to take the shine away from Matt Monroe. Sure. And I think it was very much that sort of American, you know, that everyone sort of looked up to American artists. Yeah. And it was, but uh, I know um, Sinatra always said that he thought uh, Matt Monroe was the best singer in the world. So that, which was a beautiful thing for, yeah, to, to happen. But I, yeah, I agree with you. And uh, Matt's voice, I mean, what, a, what an amazing, what an, amazing an amazing way to end. Lance, thank you so much for coming into the studio. Of course, you if people want to see you, you are on TV tonight. Let's give that one more plug. <laughs> yes, on uh, Celebrity Chase tonight on uh, ITV 8.15. 8.15. It does, does that compete with Strictly? Or it is does. It Strictly? <laughs> <laughs> well, people have been recording one or the so, other, I'm yes, sure. Yes, I, I so, hope uh, so. But please tune in and have a look at it. It was great fun. And I uh, obviously working with Bradley Walsh. Is, is, is always fun, and uh, he he makes everyone so welcome. But good, it was great. Yeah, good luck with the, the the concerts come out between now and Christmas. Thank you, and uh, wishing you a prosperous uh, next year as well. And the same to you all. Thank uh, Lance, you. Very thanks much. for coming in. This is Lance Ellington, and I will wait for you. The clock will tick away the hours one by one And then the time will come and all the waiting's done The time when you return and find me here and run Straight to my waiting arms If it takes Forever, I will wait for you for a thousand summers. I will wait for you till you're back beside me, till I'm holding you. Till I hear you sigh Here in my arms Anywhere you wander Anywhere you go 
clock will tick away the hours one by one, and then the time will come when all the waiting's done. The time when you return and find me here and run straight to my waiting arms. amazing track lance thank you so much oh my pleasure thank you uh, brilliant album of course let's give the uh, name check to the album one more time yes the album's called happy and it's available on of course all good music platforms oh we can't play that one because we played that one already uh, <laughs> uh time for me to say goodbye just a quick burst this one again lance thanks so much for coming into the studio it's been a wonderful saturday afternoon so enjoyed talking to you thank you baz enjoyed it very much thank you Radio, your loving story station.